0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. This is Stuff You Should Know, as you know. I don't think you've ever said that, that the title of our uh, podcast. I know, I'm trying out something new. I like that. Let the mighty eagle soar, Chuck. I agree. Yeah, so... Um have you ever heard of eugenics, Chuck? Uh,
0: no, because you teased me before we went on the air, and uh, I asked you what it was, so I might have the conversation and you refused. So. Yeah,
1: I refused to tell you, didn't I? Yeah. So, let's so this wing is it. genuine. You really, genuinely don't know. This is I have some no stupid idea. Stupid segue that you you already know the answer to. Nope. Okay, well let me tell you a little bit about eugenics. It's a little history lesson, American history to be exact, okay. early twentieth century. <clears throat> There was a movement afoot in the scientific community to basically purify the human race, to make humans, you know, the best we can possibly be. Right. But to do that, we had to get rid of humans that were deemed deficient. And for those of you listening out there, I just made very, very strong uh, air quotes with my fingers. <laughs> um, so these deficient humans were anybody from the uh, mentally infirm, epileptics, uh-huh. people born blind or deaf. Mutes, um, and just basically anybody who... Clubfoot? Oh, yeah. You did not want to be Clubfoot in 1920 in America. Right. right? Uh, but this is it's a little-known aspect of, of American history. The government got behind this, this eugenics movement. And there's actually, I believe there's a few people alive today that were um, sterilized by the federal government. That's eugenics. Wow. It really happened. Well, I'm glad it didn't take... It didn't take, although it almost did, um, elsewhere, in a little place we call Germany. Right. Adolf Hitler actually didn't come up with this idea of, you know, the uh, Superman uh, of the Aryan race, the perfect race, on his own. He got it from the eugenics movement and a guy named Henry Ford, who is a huge proponent of eugenics. Really? Yep. Little known fact. Wow. Let's fast forward to the 21st century. All right. Right now, there are at least two women walking the planet who voluntarily had themselves sterilized. Do you know why they did this? Uh, so they couldn't have babies? <laughs> That's precisely right, Chuck. Okay. How insightful of you. <laughs> uh, the reason that they did this, yes, right. uh, was because they didn't want to contribute to uh, the population and its uh, negative effects on the environment. This was their their service to the environment. They were making sure they didn't procreate ever.
0: And I'm sure they probably went to the press
1: to tout this. Most definitely, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it was a big deal. There was uh, a couple of articles I read on them, and um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would call that a- an example of eco anxiety.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I, w- I would agree with you there. Do you want to define eco anxiety? Uh, sure. Uh, eco anxiety is a, it's a sort of a new affliction that they've, uh, <laughs> it's they've very new. Yeah, very new. Um, where people have chronic fears of environmental doom in one way or the other, whether it's uh, global warming, uh, flood, famine, heat
1: waves, uh, extinction, that kind of thing. And I, I don't, I don't know exactly how widely. Um Held this diagnosis is, right. but apparently it is real, and um, it's it's somewhat like a general anxiety disorder uh-huh. where you have insomnia, nervousness, right. depression, that right. kind of thing. Um, except it's very specifically triggered from you know thinking about or being presented with evidence of the destruction of the environment,
0: right? Or even actually, I did a little extra research for Ooh, a change. Wow, <laughs> and um, a lot of these folks even just. They'll see, they'll obsess over like a, a can or a water bottle. They'll be walking down the street and they'll see a, a can on, on the road and they'll want to stop their car. Well, I guess they'd be driving. They'll want to stop their car just to or get bike, that can. bike, probably bike. Uh, this one lady sifts, yeah, they'd be on a bike, I
1: guess. They sift through the trash sometimes mm-hmm. looking for recyclables. I've actually done that before. Uh, I don't consider myself eco-anxious, though. <laughs> It's more just like, well, this can be recycled.
0: Well, I've done that. I've I've taken something off the top, perhaps. Well, yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, get my hands really dirty. Right, but I don't, I don't make it a point to go around two trash cans to okay. sift through
1: them, which I think some of these folks do. Actually, if that is a symptom of eco-anxiety, then maybe this isn't new because hobos have been doing that for years. Yeah, maybe, right. Yeah, so maybe these are just hobos in disguise. Right, or, they were know. the
0: first eco-anxious. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um... Okay, so that's that's eco anxiety. We we've, we've right. got that covered, um, and it seems like people who are eco anxious um, are just kind of maybe nervous nellies, and this is a real outlet for them. I have a feeling that might be the case that because you general know, anxiety. Yeah, exactly. It seems like there's general anxiety, and then emanating from that are these things that can trigger it. Right. right. Think about it. Um, Eco anxiety is new, uh, and it's kind of developed along with um, our consciousness of how badly we're treating the planet these days. Sure. Um, but it, it was fear of flying around before airplanes were invented? Exactly. Um, or and there's also a lot of uh, a lot of psychologists that believe that uh, claustrophobia. Didn't really generate until uh, or develop until the modern city, right? And that kind of living close and all that it actually led to claustrophobia. So it, it almost seems like this is totally me opining here. But it seems like there's general anxiety disorders, and then it it just kind of uh, there's there's triggers for it, different triggers for different folks,
0: right? Almost like you look for something to uh, to be anxious about Exactly.
1: Well, eco anxiety is the new anxiety du jour. So, right. we should probably tell everybody, you know, what they can possibly do about this kind of thing.
0: Right. Well, I know that uh many people who suffer from eco anxiety feel a great deal of uh or a great lack of support rather from uh friends and family. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they aren't very understanding because they think it's Not exactly uh, kooky. Yeah, they think it's a little kooky, or or if nothing else, unfounded. Although I did notice in the article uh, that a Gallup poll states that 36% of Americans say they worry a great deal about global warming.
1: Mm -hmm. And that same poll found 35% of people think that global warming will pose a threat to their life or their lifestyle within their lifetime.
0: Right. So I guess that's a, I mean, I kind of believe that as well. I believe in global warming, and I think that it's already having some negative effects. But I don't carry it around with me on a daily basis as far as worrying about it. I think there's a difference.
1: Right. And I think my problem with the eco-anxiety diagnosis is that any, any um, uh, gesture uh, toward the environment, toward protecting the environment – that isn't born exclusively out of a sense of responsibility uh, uh, qualifies as eco anxiety, right? Which I, I kind of disagree with. I do too. But there's a pretty good explanation for eco anxiety that uh, eco psychologists have come up with, um, and that basically it's it's a symptom or a byproduct of our increasing disconnection from the planet. Right. We have um, we've created technology that has effectively taken us out of any kind of uh, need to be cared for by the planet, or we've at least uh, created that that idea in our minds that we have insulated ourselves from the planet through technology. We don't need it any longer except to walk on and drink the water from it. Any problems we face, we can basically engineer our way out of it. Right. But apparently, we're supposed to connect with the planet. We're supposed to feel connected with the planet. So... As we get less and less connected to it, we're getting more and more eco anxious. That's the explanation as I understand it.
0: Right. And one uh, on that same note, one thing I thought was kind of funny actually, if you want me to be honest. <laughs> okay. Uh one of the things that eco therapists will do at a rate of two fifty an hour uh to help you cure this will be to advise you to uh carry around a rock or a piece of bark. To uh, connect yourself with uh, mother nature again the
1: uh, the other suggestion that i I read that I liked was um to go outside right I would love to charge somebody two fifty bucks for fifty minutes to tell them to go outside right I mean how do you do that that's awesome sure yeah
0: I and guess- you know we don't want to belittle because uh, it is a valid if it's a valid concern for somebody then who are we to say that it's not who are we to, to draw judgment on somebody who who walks around uh, in a constant state of panic when they see an idling car, let's say, or uh, a water bottle sitting on the ground. Uh, so while we might think it's a bit silly, um, they might think that my fear of, uh, of mice is silly.
1: I think your fear of
0: mice is really
1: silly. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can understand what you're saying, and I think that's a legitimate thing to, to, to point out because however it manifests itself, it's still in a form of anxiety. But this is perhaps maybe the most productive Uh, form of anxiety there is you know i mean you don't want to just like curl up in the corner with your your chest your knees drawn up to your chest rocking back and forth you want to go pick recyclables out of the trash and do something you know maybe go fight off uh japanese whalers in the arctic something like that right join greenpeace something i mean at least it motivates you to do something that has a happy end right a happy ending or just carry on a piece of bark
0: in your pocket which is really the There's least you can do, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not very good advice if you ask me. I think they can inspire somebody to actually make change instead of just carrying a rock.
1: Carrying, yeah, or bark. Um, so th- there was one other aspect that I found kind of interesting about uh, eco anxiety was that it was largely driven by the media. Yeah. I've, I've, I completely agree with that. Right. I think, and
0: um, our friend Al Gore, I know, uh, has. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, has inspired with his film In- In- Inconvenient Truth, mm-hmm. which was, you know, kind of
1: frightening. Yeah. Well, as with any kind of um, public policy push or campaign, um, it has to be. The, the problem has to be identified, and the public has to be alerted to it. But we generally, especially in America, are fairly lazy and like to have things spoon-fed to us. Right. So the best way to get us to, you know, get off of the lazy boy and drop our Budweiser and, you know, maybe get out there and do something is to scare the hell out of us. Right. And, and it's, a, it's a legitimate marketing tactic. There's this, um, there's this uh, acronym called FUD, Fear, Uncertainty, and Dread. And these are actually three marketing ploys to get people to do something. So whether it's you know saving the polar bears, right, or getting you to go to the the midnight madness sale, right, it, it's the same tactics. And I can see how, especially missing the midnight madness sale, that's pretty bad. But eventually you're going to get over it. You're like, that sucks. I missed out on those savings, but I'll live. It's FUD with the with the with the environment. The stakes are so much higher, right. That I think if you're going to try to get people to act, you, you have to, you have to be slightly more delicate maybe. Sure. Because you have the eco-anxious out there. Right. You gotta be careful with these folks. Yeah. My wife, I
0: wouldn't call her eco-anxious, but she does worry about the polar bears.
1: Sure. Stuff like that. Well, don't we all? Yeah. So um I guess my advice to our readers would be, and I think I speak for Chuck as well, the next time you see a, a well-dressed liberal rooting through the trash and pulling cans out – be extra nice to them because they may be among the eco-anxious.
0: Right. Or tout yourself as an eco-therapist and uh, take money from them.
1: Yeah. Keep keep uh, loads of bark handy. Right. Like pharmaceutical samples. Right. Well, don't go anywhere. Uh, we want you to stick around to find out which article Chuck and I think has the most useful useless information we've heard in quite some time. Chuck, do you want to be the uh, big boy who tells them which article we think has the most useful, useless information in it?
0: Yes, I would be the big boy. Do it. Uh, Why is it it a bad idea to scare a vulture? Written by our colleague, Kristen
1: Conger. Yes, and, and do you want to tell everybody why it's a bad idea?
0: Yeah, because apparently if a vulture gets scared,
1: it will vomit on cue. And this vomit is not ordinary vomit, apparently. Vulture vomit. It smells like dead things, appropriately, sure. appropriately enough. But it also burns. Right, it's like very a acidic. Acid. Yeah. So <laughs> you should probably just steer clear of vultures anyway. Right. I would say, we say useless, useful,
0: or useful, useless, depending on where you're coming from. Because it sounds silly, but... If you ever scared a vulture and it puked on you, then you'd...
1: you'd find out it's not so silly after. Yeah, one. exactly. Well, you can arm yourself against this eventuality, learn some uh, vulture psychology, how to keep away from that kind of thing, uh, type in, why is it a bad idea to scare a vulture into our handy-dandy search bar. You can learn more about eco-anxiety by typing in how eco-anxiety works. Both of those articles would be found in only one place. That is HowStuffWorks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you